Welcome everybody out to Utah in the Weeds. This is episode 105 and a little different a uh, little different format today for this episode. This is an episode that I recorded as an interview that Chris Hollifield did with me for I Am Salt Lake podcast, and I hope you enjoy it. Rarely, I think, do we get an opportunity as podcast hosts to be interviewed ourselves and do something that explains ourselves a little bit about what's happening in, in like the current state of things, right? And no better person to do this than Chris Hollifield. He's the host of I Am Salt Lake podcast, another really great podcast. In fact, he, he's won the award for the best podcast in Utah through that I Am Salt Lake platform multiple years. He's done 500 plus episodes. And if you want to know anything about Utah and what's happening locally, that's the podcast to listen to. He actually has a lot of, of uh, guests that cross over into the cannabis space as well. And he is a big, big reason why Utah in the weeds even came about and has been so successful. I learned everything that I know about podcasting from him, and it was fun to talk to him and catch up. Uh, I hope you enjoy this episode for that reason. Please download the podcast on any podcast player you have access to. Subscribe. We really appreciate it. I think this podcast has become something that people will go to to learn about the cannabis space here in Utah, hear patient stories, hear interesting things about cannabis and the cannabis business and medical cannabis throughout the whole program cycle. Uh, so I really appreciate all of our listeners. The weather is great outside in Utah right now. Summer solstice is going on, and that, that's an event up in Eden, other than the you know worldwide summer solstice happening, of course. Uh, enjoy this episode. I'm Tim Pickett and uh, Chris Hollifield here on Utah in the Weeds. Tim Pickett, not only were you on episode 420 that of I Am Salt Lake, that's, that's where this all started. <laughs> But uh, how many episodes of Utah in the Weeds did I do with you? I'm wondering. I should have so done I'm, some homework. Oh, yeah. We should have. I should have looked that up. I'm, I mean, over, I, I would imagine over 60, 70 episodes we did. Because we just released episode. I just recorded the intro for episode 102. Wow. And I remember when we started and and, yeah. and then we got to 50 and that was a huge deal. Wow. And then because we did the one year anniversary. Yeah. Right, so that's in the forty-eight fifty range, and then uh, another twenty-five because it was August when when oh, I yeah. started doing yeah, it myself. It, so it had to be seventy-five. So how did you guys meet? Would you guys well, meet? It, it was through, through the podcast. Gotcha. So yeah, I, yeah through I, the podcast episode four twenty episode. I invite you to go back. I mean, like I want to go timing. back and listen to the episode too, and see if the story has changed a little bit. So I reached out to Tim, TJ. Yeah. Uh, Did, were you planning on having him on 4, 420? No, no, no. It, it, it a... was kind of a fluke how it happened. I mean, I reached out to him on Instagram. I found Tim on Instagram yeah. and I was like, this looks like a nice, wholesome marijuana doctor <laughs> from, <laughs> yeah. from Bountiful. I mean, and, that's yeah. that's what you're up in Bountiful. Uh-huh. Was and marijuana legal on? or was it, was, it, was it medically legal it, here? It was just starting. just starting. It cool. was just, just starting. I mean, yeah, I don't even... This was really at the very beginning. So I think you reached out to me in like December, January yeah. of 2019, 20. Mm -hmm. And I had just started blogging about the cannabis program mm. in Utah. Like this was- Was I, that your I, background? 
No. Gotcha. In fact, when I got the, the Instagram, I remember I was standing on the third floor of Pioneer Valley Hospital, now yeah. Jordan Valley yeah. West, cam- West Campus. Mm-hmm. And I was standing there and you reached out to me on the Instagram message and you were like, hey, do you want to come on the podcast? And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, please. Because I was looking for, I mean, anything I could do to expose myself as somebody yeah. who uh, was in the space and seeing patients. And so it was what February, March. I think it was it was about February of 2020 is when you came on. I am Salt Lake because so in March of 2020 down. is when yeah. I think it 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 started. The whole program started. Yep. Cannabis started. It, well, gotcha. it didn't start then. <laughs> but basically, the forever. doors came off in March when Dragonfly opened. E, correct downtown, and that's where we we did a podcast. And I was like, I kind of like this guy. I think I'm going to ask him to do a podcast with me in a a cannabis related podcast. So I didn't realize the doors came off the same time COVID was happening. Yeah. So it was like literally all at once. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it was in fact, exactly all at once because we started seeing patients in January, saw more in February, but the word really hadn't gotten out a lot until March. And then when March happened, the phone, I mean, the phone was ringing so bad that and so good, I guess, that we were something like 30 voicemails deep the first day, <laughs> oh, had 80 or 90 phone calls a day. Your I clinic. Was, this is your this clinic. This is my right? clinic. Yeah, we were talking inc- about. Like I was asking my sisters to help me answer I was the gonna phone. Say, did you just have to get staff just for phones? It was it was pretty insane. Wow. But then we, we started recording the podcast together because this was the other thing. You know, it's, it's kind of the same. It's the same thing. It comes in waves, right? So you've had Cole Fulmer on yeah. recently and Bijan Stocky. And and uh, you get probably here too because you like – I mean, I know you, Chris. You like cannabis. But you get into these waves of where you're interested in talking to these people in the mm-hmm. cannabis industry but not necessarily wanting to do – turn I am Salt Lake into exactly. uh, a weed podcast. And that mm-hmm. was that was why Utah and the Weeds. It made sense to me to start a yeah. Utah-related weed podcast. Yeah. And and I, being a medical provider here in Utah that was focused on cannabis, I was looking for ways not only to produce content for people who wanted to learn more about the program and to get to know all these like players in the program. The podcast was a perfect avenue for that. Plus, um, I mean, really, I I wanted to learn from all these people we talked to. So we'd get people on with uh, like Hyper, the payment yeah. payment program at the dispensary, and we would talk to them about like what are the rules around uh, you know transactions in the Just weed industry. We talked to Jeremy uh, Sumerix down at Deseret yeah. Wellness, and he was talking about the tax code and how they can't deduct. Uh, there anything except for cost of goods sold in the dispensaries because of this 280E uh, tax code. So we were learning and becoming experts, mm. right? Not only in the Utah program, but like weed in general. And that that has done nothing but help me grow this, like my company, help people, educate people more. I mean, the podcast has been awesome. Yeah, Let's talk about that, actually. Utah Therapeutic. Uh, what it's turned into, because I mean it, it's it's huge now, and it, I mean you had no idea. You had no idea that it was going to turn into what it's. I mean, how many clinics do you have now? We have six locations. We are we really are by far the bigger. Um, you know, a lot of patients in the Utah program are under our umbrella. 
Um, and, and we have like 60 part-time providers that are, are you just jumping us. around from each location? Like what is, Oh, uh, me the, personally? Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Oh no. I like, I hardly, well, because the law restricts the number of patients uh-huh. that we can yeah. certify, yeah. I don't have the ability to go see new patients mm, in clinic at I any time. That. Like I'm pretty much full. You're tapped out. So we have, so I have office hours. I see, I see patients who need a little extra help or who have a little trouble with the program. And I just see people for free. So my office hours are free to the patients that are involved in our system Gotcha. that need extra assistance. And then we focus on educating the providers, our staff, and really it's become Utah in a, in a bigger way. We have almost 3,000 subscribers to our YouTube channel now. Which is incredible if you think about it. Like if you think about that, that's yeah. Utah people. Yeah, it really is almost all Utah people who've been subscribed. And it's just middle-aged dudes and and well, Kylie Shumway, she's a pharmacist that has helped us. Now, that's is, it, just, is it all things marijuana? Is it more so educational, like red tape? Or is it, I mean, it's, everything. 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 Everything cool. cannabis related. You, we have um, episodes with JD Lauritsen. He's the leafy lawyer, and he talks about the legal aspects like cu- carrying a gun, drug testing. We've now, he and I did a presentation for the um, for the people who take away your kids hmm. in this state. Mm-hmm. Oh, like DCFS or yeah, 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 yeah. because they we want to educate them about drug testing. So I have become, I guess. Um, I, I wanted to become a source of information for people to get, you know, good, solid information on cannabis, how it might help their condition, how to use it, how to navigate the system, um, help the medical community a little bit, understand it better, educate providers. And it seems like we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's still a long ways to go. Is it, do you feel like it's bringing you business like has it brought you clients i think in the beginning it the, the, certainly the did yeah, yeah the podcast does i think that the youtube channel does um it, it's interesting because the growth of the program hasn't been it, it's not like the program has really just increased like it's it's growth velocity mm-hmm. right it's not growing faster than it used to you know there's about 1500 net new patients that come in every month there's, it's kind of stabilized. So I wanted to bring in new people. Sure. But, you know, we already have, we have a lot of people that we want to keep in the program too. Yeah. So I think it's become a little bit of both a way to, a way to help. Yeah. Keep people in the program. And I know that the work that I'm doing is helping other clinics too, right? Expose cannabis, expose it. And then they'll go out and, you know, find somebody local. Like in St. George, we don't have an office in St. George. So if you're really in the South of the state and you know, you can't get to us. Didn't then, you open one in Cedar city or something? Yeah, we have an office in Cedar city. Um, that's a tough, tough market. Iron County is pretty tough. What What's tough about it? There's just not a, there, frankly, there's not a ton of people down there. People that want to use cannabis or just people in general. I think people in general, but, um, it's a conservative community too. It's a little more conservative community, and certainly the college um, town down there, SUU. You know, we we thought originally, well, maybe we'll have some um, college kids who 
who just want to use weed, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Or who want access to the program. And and in Utah, your college kids are either young, they're on missions, or they come back and they're conservative. Yeah. Right. So uh there's there's not a huge Logan is pretty much the same way. It's not there's not a lot of college kids using cannabis in Utah. How far north do you go now? What, do you have a clinic Ogden, or an office yeah, in Ogden? Right, right yeah. downtown okay, Ogden. Okay, that's right. That's right. That's we right. love Ogden. Yeah. We do the there's some festivals and stuff in the in the summer. We have a we have a booth at the events. Okay. Um, our Utah marijuana booth. You know, and you see our billboards, our Utah marijuana oh, billboards all dude, over. Dude, every every time I drive between Utah County to here to to Salt Lake, I mean every Turnaround yeah. is just there. And I'm like, go, Tim. Yeah. The difference between us and the other cannabis like specialty clinics here is I don't know of very many others that are run by providers. And so we think we're, you know, we of course think we're the best because of that, because we're we're really owned and operated by providers. We know how to take care of people. And we want to do more with the patients. Yeah. Like we want to prescribe their medication too. So it's, it, it started out as just cannabis, but it is evolving into a, a bigger project, right? Utah Therapeutic will become, um, you know, will likely become a company called Kindly MD over the course of the next six months. Okay, tell me what, what, what's, what's this about? I, this is the first I've heard so, of this. Kindly? Kindly MD. Yeah. Okay. Why, why the yeah, name Yeah, we change? really haven't talked about it a lot, but. We, Utah Therapeutic Health Center is, it's a great name and it's a great company. Um, but we also, I mean, you know me, I've got a big appetite for yeah. kind of the business side of things and this healthcare. And I think we can do things in other states. Okay. And so I'd like to go, I'd like to go try it. I want to go try it in, you know, Atlanta or, okay. or somewhere big. Okay, so you're kind of thinking, take, that's why you're thinking the name change is kind of instead of yeah, Utah Therapeutic. Yeah, instead of Utah specific. Okay. Kind of move to something that is a little bit more, uh, can be used in another area. Focus on using cannabis to get people off of their opioids. Okay. Specifically. But manage both. You know, be, be willing to manage both. Prescribe their Percocet while they're tapering off of that, using the cannabis and the education to do both. Okay. Um. We think that pain, uh, pain clinics are doing a disservice to their patients in a lot of ways, you know, addicting them to the, to the narcotics and then not offering them a solution to get off of them. And so we're really hoping to develop that program here in Utah over the next, I would say, six months. Dude, that is awesome. Off to well, have to bring you back through here when you yeah, when you I mean, when you do just, it, you know. I'm just laying the hook, Chris, so that I can come back. <laughs> yeah, no, I love. It. I mean, you, then you'll have to change the name of the podcast, though. Or you, I don't know. Or just I, in the I've weeds, like about, Nevada yeah, in the weeds, Nevada, California yeah. in the weeds. You know, I don't know. Probably. I love the and the podcast is is still just so fun. We talked to you were listening to Vanessa Kairobi. Yeah, you know, and this the patient stories are probably the most some of the most interesting. They're the most interesting interviews to do. And a lot of them, and you know, I mean, when we were talking to people, we talked to like normal people who found that cannabis changed their life. Well, that's what the podcast makes the podcast so incredible, in my opinion, is these are everyday people that we can all relate with in so, at some level. And we can hear their story. And, we, and if we're not using cannabis yet, we can say, 
hey, it's helped this person. I have a very similar ailment that this can help with. One thing I wanted to mention, I thought was pretty cool. So about a, was it a week or two back? I had to go into your, to your office to renew my cart. Oh, nice. And I was sitting there and Utah on the weeds was playing, <laughs> right? Awesome. And, and, and I didn't realize it was Utah on the weeds at first. I was like, this is incredible. I mean, I just thought I was listening to some talk show, you yeah. know, like on KSL or something. Uh-huh. I was like, wait a minute. That's Tim. That's yeah. Tim. It was like, uh, it was the episode on, um, what 420 means or, or oh, you, yeah. you had a bunch of different, uh, yeah, it was kind of, uh, I went around, I took yeah. the zoom recorder just like you use it. Dude, it came out great. I'm, I'm came, so glad it came out great, but yeah. Uh, what does 420 mean to you at all the events? Yeah. I liked it. I liked that episode. That was fun. And yeah. we play that sort of stuff and the, and the discover marijuana YouTube channel, we played in our Mill Creek office up on the TV. I never thought I would be be somebody who like developed content or like education. Like a media company, right? Yeah. Like- and I mean, it's, it is, it's really, it's a lot of work. We have a big team of people who like help put that thing together. Doing a podcast is a lot of work. Yeah. A lot yeah, of work. And then episode after episode, what, what are you up to? 500? This, this I think will actually be 550 if I'm not 550? Mis- if I'm I not mean, mistaken. Just- it's it's relentless. Yeah. Well, this is right? the ten year anniversary of the podcast. This this Holy year cow. is, is a, this summer actually August of 2012 was the first episode was launched of I Am Salt Lake. So wow. we're almost to the ten year. That's why I, I, have, to keep, I have to keep going with this thing, for man. sure. Let's run down the list. I know this is going to be a very elementary question, but I want to I want to run down the list on how. A listener, how somebody can get their card, how they can come to you. Because I think a lot of people look at it as a complicated thing or something that's Still. unattainable, right? Still, and, every day. And it, it, it doesn't – how do I say this? I mean, of, of course there is, you, it, it's not like we're Look, you're giving a, them out like candy, yeah, but it's a highly regulated, it, it is. like industry. It's a highly regulated thing to do, but it's not impossible, but to it get. is, it really is straightforward. So let's, right? let's run down. How, so how, how can people get their cards? The easiest way that people get their card or the most straightforward way and 80% of patients will qualify in Utah under the pain, the what they call a chronic pain diagnosis. So that's a definition of pain that is pain lasting longer than two weeks, that's not well controlled with a standard therapy or intervention, and the provider and you as the patient can really decide what that means, right? Sure. Utah has a very, what we would consider a loose or pretty easy uh, burden to meet for the pain. Other than that, there's nausea, PTSD, uh, and there are 15 qualifying conditions, but by far and away, the most common is pain. So you have something that bothers you. You had a knee replacement and it, it bothers you. You broke your ankle wrestling when you were in high school and it just, it bothers you. And no matter what you do, it just bothers you. But you don't like taking the ibuprofen because you have an ulcer or you don't, you know, you don't want to continue on the Norco because it, for obvious reasons, right? So you go, you you come to utahmarijuana.org on the website and you you literally can either take a pre-screen. We have a little form that you can fill out to determine likely whether you'd qualify or not. It takes about 42 seconds, 42.0 seconds. I love it. Right? And, uh, 
and, and that's a good way if you want to just do the research on your own. But if you want to talk to somebody, you can call our office. And if you want to schedule an appointment, you can schedule an appointment right there. If you don't qualify for a card, you don't get charged, right? So it's going to be 20 minutes out of your day or it's probably going to take you an hour. But it's worth By the a time shot you fill, Yeah, you, you fill out the it. intake forms, you meet with a provider and- we we really are good at getting people through the process before so that you're ready for the appointment. You have all the information you need in your emails. You meet with the provider. This is not something you should be scared of, although people really are still scared, scared of to that. meet and yeah, chat scared, with and you. And talk about, I mean, you're really, you're talking about weed with a doctor, right? That's still pretty yeah. scary to but people. It, yeah. I mean, just talking about it in general can yeah. be scary to some people because you don't know. Yeah, what, you don't, could, you don't you know. know. But every go to Google and read the reviews at Utah Marijuana, and you'll see that people, they're pleasantly surprised. It's easier than they think to talk about these things with the providers. Our providers are educated in cannabis. Our staff, they're not, they want you to get a card, Right. Our staff are not the people who make that decision. They're the people who support you in like making sure you get your state card issued, know the rules at the dispensary. What are the next steps? You want a coupon to help pay for the visit? Um, essentially, we have we have agreements with the local pharmacies like Wholesome, like Beehive and Bijan, uh, like Block and Deseret Wellness in Provo, where first patients are going to get a discount. So come in to us, get through the process. Like I say, it takes about an hour total. And 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 then the state will issue your card. It's that simple. Yeah. Like it doesn't and then we'll we'll reach out to you 30 days before your card expires and explain exactly what you'd have to do to keep your card. Like you. Mm-hmm. You just recently yeah, you pr- got, you probably got, got a text, text messages, right? You emails. get an email and, and we remind you, we try not to be overly, you know, in your face about it, but just enough. Well, the pharmacies first start reminding you, hey, your yes. card's about ready to expire here. Exactly. You know, you Every time you the, go in, yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, you got 30 days yeah, or, or like, whatever. Well, I'm working on that. Yeah. yeah. And for us, the nice thing about it's super convenient. If you go to Bountiful and your card's going to expire, we're in the same building. If you go to Provo Deseret Wellness, That's we're, true. we're in the same building. You can and just come right uh, uh, at Bijan at Beehive. Beehive you yeah. just come across the street. Yeah. You know, if you if you live in Salt Lake, we're on 3900 South. So we're kind of everywhere um, that in an Ogden, same thing with uh, Perfect Earth right there in Ogden. So I we tried to make it easy. We tried to make it accessible. And then we try to help people really use it medically or or use it to get a benefit. Look, I don't care if on Saturday afternoon you use it and you enjoy it, right? That's just part of what we It's part of life, man. It's part of life. Yeah. And that's part of cannabis. I think to be successful in this, you have to be you have to be able to to you understand that people, some people are not going to want to use it quote unquote recreationally. And some people just are. And it's just, it's, that's a fine. I don't know. Yeah. That's fine. But I, why not learn how to use it a little bit better so you can get better experiences and you don't have the bad experiences? Do you teach people how to oh, use yeah. it? Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, I was going to say, I'm sure there are people that come in there that are like, I don't know how to use this, Tim. 
Yeah, especially some of these third, new devices, some of these new vaporizers, oh, yeah. man. They're pretty complicated. Yeah, we have a guy, Colin, Colin McCann. So he's our lead educator. Okay, so you he, have a lead educator. That's awesome. So because a lot of the providers don't know how to use like a DaVinci vaporizer or a PAX 3 vaporizer, right? So we have somebody who goes around, who literally goes around and trains all the providers how to use these devices so that the providers can teach the patients how to use the devices. And then he'll, he usually works in Mill Creek and he'll teach people as they come through, you know, here's the different cannabinoids, here's the different devices. And about a third of our patients have never used cannabis at all, ever. Incredible. So they need hand-holding right from all the way through. And of course, we get people who smoke an ounce a week and, you know, but they can help, to, you know, we can help them too. We can say, hey, why don't you try a device that lowers the temperature and is a little easier on your lungs? Or why don't you layer, use an edible and a little inhaled so you don't have to, you don't have to burden your lungs so much with all that smoke. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to say don't smoke, even though it's illegal. Um, to actually put a flame for people listening uh, in Utah, it's it's against the law to, to put a flame to your cannabis. Yeah. So, so somebody who comes in who's just using a bong or joints, we can educate them too, and help them, you know, find ways to be just a little healthier. To to consume cannabis, if you're going to be consuming cannabis for thirty years, you know. Do you think joints are unhealthy though? I mean, honestly. I mean, I think personally. I, I guess the burn carcin carcinogens, or however you say yeah, that. Yeah, the carcinogens. So there's no connection between cancer and smoking cannabis at all. Okay. So there's no there's no known risk in smoking weed and getting lung cancer. That just doesn't. There's no evidence. It's not like tobacco where you're going to get lung cancer if you smoke cigarettes. But you can get chronic bronchitis from smoking okay. because you get the combusted plant material in your lungs. And although my personal opinion, I mean, look, it is one of my preferred methods of consumption. The joint is, there's just something about it that it's just classic. I mean, yeah. you always got green. Yeah, you it's always green. Yeah, it, yeah. It vaporizes some of the the flower that's closer to the the yeah. the, the butt end of the joint, right? Um, so you get that whole experience. And there's this experience that people don't people who know how to use cannabis, right? There's this there's the preparation work for for like consuming cannabis. That's part of the experience, and so sure. that and that part of Using a joint is, for me, I mean, that's really cool. But if you were smoking five joints a day, you know, for 20 years, yeah, that's bad for you. But how many people are doing that? I, you know. I know a couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, do I think it's terrible? It's not a, it's, you know, my opinion, I, yeah. I like it. I think the law is. I think the law was a good idea in the beginning. Sure. You know, to keep people from uh from starting that way if they're going to start using cannabis, but uh, we try to we try to help people who are using a lot of flame even though that's their preferred method to learn other ways to consume. Just mix it up. Well, plus with the vaporize, the way that Utah the medical program is now, it makes it medical in my opinion. It just, it's a very clean, 
you know, again, going back to the bongs and the joints and all that, it seems that that makes it seem very college-y. Very, yes. very like, let's very just get like, yep, We're all in, in the basement. Yep. Which is great. Again, that's great. I hate, you know what? I have fun too. But if we're going to really focus on, on it helping people and medically, I understand. I mean, and it could be, I mean, there's worse programs out there. I'm sure you've seen it. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I know you've you've helped uh, other North states. Carolina, North yeah. Carolina, yeah, and they were really they're still they're fighting about the flour at all. Yeah, right. Some so, states don't. Yeah, don't yes, even have don't flour. even have flour. So all you can use is like THC oil, and they're limiting. Some states are looking at limiting the THC content of the flour, even if they allow it to like ten percent. Well, there's not a lot of flour you can grow that's ten percent. Wow. Right. So you have. So Utah created a program that was really medical. There's good things about the program, like the pain, like we talked about, mm -hmm. you know, setting the bar kind of low so that the doctor and the patient can, can understand and, and make those decisions together easily, but also so that the consumption is, appears medical and it is as clean and as healthy as it can be. And that I, that I really respect the program for. I'm happy that I don't have to walk down the street and and there's a lot of people smoking weed because I still I grew up here I I I kind of like our culture mm -hmm. of of that I don't know there's something about it well, I'm interested to go to New York and see what it's like now that you yeah. can smoke weed anywhere you can smoke cigarettes well and last I read too like in New York it might have actually even been in Salt Lake City they were talking I guess a, a doctor in New York can prescribe it for anything. Yeah, anything. You know, and in California, same thing. You can yeah. prescribe it for anything. And hopefully Utah goes that direction. I'd like to see sleep added to the list. Which is insane right? that it's not on there. Right. Opioid on use yeah. disorder is a good one to add to the list. Um, but if we, but if I would rather push for that than push for flame. Yeah. What's, uh, I mean, is there anything like in jeopardy right now? Like I know it's not really Capitol Hill season, but like, are there any laws on the books right now that we should be concerned about? Like, is there anything with medical cannabis? Like, I remember when we were even chatting with Utah on the weeds, they were talking about maybe, you know, eliminating PTSD, PTSD and yeah, stuff they, like that. Like, is there still stuff like that going on? Doesn't seem like it. And I, and I think um, the biggest issue right now is the advertising. Um, so if you have, uh, if you want coupons from the dispensaries or the pharmacies, as they're called here in Utah, then you have to opt in to mm. receiving communication about getting a discount. So like in a text message or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. have to opt in to that now. So that's, you'll see that coming around. Um, that was a big, that was kind of the big thing they were working on this year. And mm. then, and PTSD didn't even really get, get brought up. Mm. I feel like it was, it was like put out there as a rumor so that they, so that the industry had to fight to keep something instead of while they were doing something else over here, like, Hey, look over here while we screw the program in a different way. Yeah. There's no, um, for me, the biggest issue is patient caps. And still, what is the patient cap now for you? Patient caps are still at 275 patient recommendations you can put in per provider. And, um, that just really restricts the ability to do continuity of care, right? To keep patients in the system, to keep patients with the same provider. And it works out fine if you're, if you're a family practice doc and you see a few patients, the patient cap isn't a really big deal. 
But for those of us who really want to specialize in this and want to help people specifically to get off their opioids, for example, I shouldn't necessarily be limited in how many patients I can, I can do that with. So we're working with some of the senators about, you know, trying to design legislation that will help the medical community feel comfortable with that, the legislature feel comfortable with that, the industry. Um, there's a lot of people who, you know, want to have a say. And there's that limited medical provider program now. So oh, any, any doctor can, can, can write up yeah. to 15 recommendations. And that program, in my opinion, has been a big failure. Hmm. I, I think they're, you know, it's four or five months into the program and they have less than 100 of those cards issued in the state of Utah. It's more difficult to do that. Uh, to get a card through that program than it is to just come see us. Well, plus I think it's, it's uh, in my opinion, go see somebody like yourself, you know, Utah Therapeutic, that EVS system, the, the backend system for people listening, where they store all your information, where you print your card at it, at the uh, Utah.gov yeah, site or whatever. Yeah, EVS.Utah.gov. That thing is complicated. Yeah. And if you, you could pay people all day long to get your card, but if you do not know how to get in there yeah. and print it off, it is worthless. It so is. pay the couple hundred bucks to Utah Yeah, to just come and then we just walk you through. You don't leave our office before that is all done. Yeah. Right? Like we make sure that's all done before you even leave. Because we know if you leave, we've had patients go home, not get their card, and then literally four or five months later, call us and say, hey, where's my card? Like Thinking you were going to mail it to Yeah, them. thinking that it was all done and they didn't have to go back in and pay their $15 or not knowing how to pay or, or the certification didn't go through at the state or they can't log in. I mean, it's, it seems to me that that is one of the bigger costs of the program. Um, and that I think will get, it might get marginally better, but it's not going to, it's not going to be easy. The state has no incentive to make that easy. Yeah. Well, the state's not, they're not rolling in it. They're not, they're not getting, I mean, they they get $3 of each transaction from the pharmacies. Right. They're not getting tax dollars from this because it's not getting taxed. No. Nope. It's not like, uh, and they're, they're probably getting a minimal amount of money from you. Yeah, they're not if, getting if any anything. money from us because we don't pay sales tax on the on the transaction for the service we provide because mm. it's a service, and and we don't have to pay any licensing fees on our end. Um, yeah, you get the three dollars. That's another reason why the Utah program is really medical, right? Because they don't charge that sales tax like Nevada, where you've got to pay twenty two percent. I think twenty two percent tax. Yeah, yeah like if 22%. you were to go over to Wendover, yeah. or, you know, cross the border, go to Deep Roots and pay twenty two percent plus the gas you got to spend and all the time. I think the costs are still. Every time somebody expires, we we send them a survey and say, "Hey, why'd you let your card expire?" And cost is definitely the number one thing people say they they still just can't afford the program. But you get your. St I mean, it's tested. The weed is tested, so you know you're getting good quality. I mean, I think we talked about that with Bajan when we were in here. I mean, pay a few extra dollars to know you're getting good quality cannabis. It's worth yeah, and it he's to a me. big believer in the medical program yeah. too because he's he thinks that. I remember talking to him um, a few times about, you know, you're paying, what do you pay, $50 uh, an eighth here or something. But if it goes recreational here, you're looking at $80 because they'll tax it. Mm -hmm. 
right? Then the government's going to say, well, if you want to use it recreationally, we're going to tax the crap out of it. People, so, people don't realize. Yeah, it. they don't. I mean, they don't think that. They don't think about that. They think that maybe it'll get cheaper. Yeah, but he doesn't think so. I don't know. I I um I like the products we have here. I've really enjoyed watching the products kind of evolve. Yeah, but I'm still I still can't use a ton. I mean, they've got these forty milligram gummies, like the Huga Chews, like forty milligrams. Oh my god, that thing is so. It'll kick you on your butt or what? Yeah, I can't handle that. I got to cut those things in like fifths. What, um, I mean, what have you seen that people are, I mean, is there any kind of like obstacles or things that, that pharmacies are running into that you've noticed or any kind of that other, other QMPs are running into or are things running kind of smooth? I know when we did Utah in the weeds, I mean, the supply was an issue. I mean, it seems supply like doesn't are, seem like to be an issue. No. Have you noticed that? No. Because I'm, I mean, it, I'm pretty much of product. Get, yeah, yeah. There's plenty of product everywhere. There's some. I still think the the pharmacies don't get along. You know, there's some places like Dragonfly still doesn't carry Zion product, and I think uh, there's <laughs> you know on, there's guys. pharmacies you, you that you can't get certain things, and I think that's just dumb. That it affects our ability as QMPs to send everybody to the to the place that is local. You want, as a patient, I feel like you want to go to your local pharmacy, the one that's closest to you. But when they don't have all the products available, it it makes it hard for us to to justify sending people to everywhere. Well, plus, I mean, you're just going to find an alternative. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to drive to Bountiful if I live in Provo just because I, I like a certain brand. I mean, sure. that, that's me at least. I, yeah. I and, then, and then you, and then I think you can find alternatives and the, the pharmacists have been really good at helping people find the products that they need. And I haven't heard anything about shortages of product. The biggest thing I've heard is it's hard to find the same flower over and over and over. But I found out that you can't, Typically, you're, they cycle the grow, and if this is not, uh, this is out of my wheelhouse, but typically they cycle the grow, so you'll see the same strain, but eventually they'll stop making that, or they'll stop growing the strain as much. Yeah. But, but I think that's probably everywhere. I think we're doing a pretty good job. I think the program is running pretty smoothly, to be honest. I think that it's kind of got into a little bit of a groove. 50,000 patients is 50,000. Yeah. Just over 50,000 patients that are active now. So what's that? A third or two thirds or double the size of what they thought it would be by now. A couple and it's of probably just in. growing continually every day. You're getting new and yeah, you're getting 3000 yeah. new applicants a month. There's about 1500 people that, that uh, leave the program every month and don't, don't renew the retention rate, I think is still pretty, pretty bad. In Utah, I think they're losing about 25 to 30% of the patients aren't renewing. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, cost is probably the biggest issue. That's It's part of the reason why we developed, um, in fact, since we, um, since we were recording together, we developed a program called Uplift. What is, what so t- what is it? Uplift is a program inside of Utah Therapeutic Health Center. So what we do is we ask patients for donations. So you can donate a dollar, you can donate $4.20, you can donate uh, or, or any other amount. We have really generous people who will donate $100. Then that 
Matt, that donation that you make as a patient is matched by Utah Therapeutic Health Center, Deseret Wellness, Beehive Pharmacy, Wholesome, Perfect Earth, Zion. And we, so we all match all of those donations. And then we use that pool of money to see patients who are Medicaid, low income, or terminally ill. So, so wait, hold on. So if I donate, come in and say, donate $5. That's right. Is that $5 ultimately? I mean, you, you named 35 about, bucks. Yeah. I was going to say you named about yeah, six 35, places. $40 boom. and boom. So that I mean, $5 that, becomes 40. So if you put $64 in the, if you donated $64 to the program, you would pay for one other person at least to enter the program, all cost paid. So we pay all of the cost of the visit. We pay all of the cost of the of the state fees and that patient, that low income patient gets 25% off at all the partner pharmacies as long as they're in the program. So is there like a waiting list of yeah, people? Unfortunately, that you the program is very is pretty popular. Yeah. And so we do have a backlog of patients. So that, um, but that's we've incredible. helped 120 patients get into the program for free this year. We've we've created it so that it is it's going to last a little bit longer. We have a limit on what the partners um, are are matching per month because we don't want to burden like all of the pharmacies with, hey, everybody needs to put in four grand this month <laughs> um, and then not have money next month. So we've tried to, to work it out to where it's going to last a long time as we grow the program. But for example, in May, we we had $3,000 plus in patient donations last month alone, $3,000. And so now you That's match incredible. that seven, eight times, we can get a lot of patients through the program for reduced cost. And people on, you know, people who are in the Uplift program as patients, they'll donate, a lot of them will donate $100 to the program as part of the you know, they're like, well, I can't afford 250 or I can't afford 200, but I could pay a hundred. So they, and then we use that to facilitate more patients coming through the program. And then with the discounts at the pharmacies, we think this is a pretty unique program. I don't know of any other programs in any other States that are doing this. It's certainly unique to Utah and Utah Therapeutic Health Center runs it. Um, we have somebody who, Lissa Reed, who is uh, the person who is managing that program and works full time essentially to do that. And Utah Therapeutic just covers the cost of her as well. So we not only donate to the program, but we donate her time and energy to facilitate the program. It's, it's an awesome program. Now, can people Venmo money or can they do it online? That's a good question. I mean, versus so do they have to do it in to, clinic? Yeah. If you went to utahmarijuana.org slash uplift, utahmarijuana.org slash uplift, you could donate there online. You could call in. We we would take a donation over the phone, certainly. Uh, but most of the time, patients are, are uh, donating at their appointments. Um, we're also working with... Uh, we're also working with Clifton Uckerman, who is a behavioral health. Hmm. Uh, he's a behavioral health therapist who's a professor at the University of Utah, too. So he runs an entire program inside of a, uh, Utah Therapeutic that is strictly therapy, canatherapy. Hmm. Oh, man, Chris, man, we've been busy yeah. with, uh, with these programs. That, that program sees patients and bills insurance. 
So wait, this is another program. That's another program inside of Utah Therapeutic that helps. So the PTSD thing, <laughs> we were finding there wasn't a lot of therapists who were willing to use and like talk about cannabis. But Cliff has been using therapy for some years in addictions therapy. Mm. And so he brought his whole company inside of Utah Therapeutic to help people in. He's the therapist. And we have four or five therapists now that's who great. are full-time, just see patients. And you want to do that. That's billed through insurance. And then we manage your cannabis card for free as long as you're in that program. That We're just trying to get people access yeah. that need it in any possible way we can, you know? Yeah. And if you need therapy, great. You come get therapy. If you don't have money and you're you're on Medicaid or terminally ill, come on. We'll we'll bring you on. If you can pay for it and you want a card tomorrow, great. And you qualify, great. We'll get you done. We'll get that done. We just and and then of course everybody who's in the program can um you know has essentially unlimited access to the education and to us and to me and whatever you need. That it's is fun. incredible. I mean, you are immersed in this all day, yeah. every day from the moment you wake up till you go to sleep. Yeah. Does your family ever get sick of you here and talk oh, yeah. about it? I mean, because everywhere we go, all I talk about is weed and people must all know I you in the community about. at this point. You're a bit of a, of a, of a public once figure. in a while I'll get noticed oh, somewhere. Right. Out. If, certainly if I go to a pharmacy, I guess. Yeah. You know, a lot of people know me. But I mean, we were talking about this before, right? The mustache is, yeah. get, is a giveaway now. Well, I mean, this even goes back to how you were saying people, you know, they're, they're uncomfortable to talk to you about cannabis, right? Mm -hmm. They come into the, cause they're, they're so used to having to keep it hush, hush and quiet. Do you, I mean, do you get nervous at all that you're dealing with this product like cannabis that is such a it's still stigmatized. Illegal, right? it, well, okay, you just said it's federally illegal. I mean, you you know you you have a family. It's you, a good. You have a life. I mean, you, yeah. you you're not worried. I mean, you you don't don't worry are, are about the black suburbans. You? Yeah, you are know, they following you around? Are they? Yeah, I, the joke I make is that every new office we uh, we open, we have to have a microwave big enough to microwave the laptops if the if the uh, black suburbans show up. Yeah. I mean, I don't think of it that way anymore. I think that we started out in a really good way. We've been really careful about banking and about how we've presented the company. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I've, oh, I've learned so much by interviewing people, you know, like JD Lauritsen, who yeah. was uh, really giving advice about how to navigate this program that I don't really worry too much about it, at least here in Utah. Well, you're not doing anything illegal. Because I'm really not, yeah, we don't do anything illegal. Yeah. And to the point of, you know, am I recognized or is that is that something that I'm I'm getting into? The nice thing about being recognized is that people f do feel safe talking to me about cannabis. And we'll get text messages. I'll get text messages from my old friends from, from years and years ago. My wife will get messages, people that she knows um, that are like, hey, could, do you think I could talk to your husband? Or do you think, hey, Tim, do you, I have a friend of mine who I'm going to introduce you to who had, had this accident and I was talking to them about you. In the beginning, people were more nervous talking to me because um, 
for whatever reason. But maybe now, after you look up YouTube, discover marijuana, you watch a couple of videos and you see me talking about cannabis all the time, then you're more comfortable asking me those questions. And so to that, uh, I'm, I'm very happy. If I can be an avenue for people to get exposed to this, then that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Let's, uh, I know when I had you back on episode 420, we ran down the whole gamut, you know, favorite local eating spots and where you take your family. I mean, anything new, any new favorite local eating spots that you've been enjoying Honestly, or I, no? We opened a new headquarters downtown and I've been eating at Red Rock and their fried pickles are good. And the, you know, the where, where's your good. place downtown? Uh, we just opened a little, uh, a headquarters office on 400 South and 230 West. Um, okay. Mostly just office space. Okay. So we could get, you know, our, we could open up a few more clinic rooms and, and get people out of, uh, the cramped spaces that we had. Um, but I've been, I've been loving that, um, like Red Rock and I've been really liking, uh, gosh, there was a place on main street. I went, uh, a couple of weeks ago and had the best, uh, like like a whistle pig rye whiskey that was good too. I can't even remember it. That sounds good. But I love the um other than that, Chris and I don't I don't get out much unless I'm with my kids watching yeah. soccer or dance. You know? What would you change about Utah at this point? If you could change something, I mean would it be would it be something with cannabis or something else or if you had that ability, you know that that question I ask always. Yeah. You know, what would that, you change? To me so I've got a daughter that's being, you know, that's growing up in this, what is still a very Mormon culture. And mm -hmm. I'd change that. I'd, they change the Mormon culture? I'd, I'd change that. I, we were, we were hanging out with her friends the other day and uh, her friends wouldn't go across the street. They were nervous because the person across the street, the first thing they said was, well, he's not a member and, you know, or how do they I'm know like, that person wasn't a member? Yeah, and I'm, I'm like, oh my God, we're still, we're, we still are in that space where our, our girls are being raised with that type of sure. mentality. And, and I don't want my daughter to have that. So I, that's, that's just one thing I'd change. I think that's, you know, maybe my family and my, my wife will get on me for, for saying so, but maybe I'm just old enough that I'm, I'm just sick of that. I know. I, I, I think it's changing though. I think. Oh, Utah, it's certainly yeah, better I mean, than when we were kids. I mean, look at the growth here over for the last sure. couple of years. Sure. I mean, even over the, since COVID, I mean, oh geez, yeah. I mean, drive on I-15. I mean, there's always traffic now. And I mean, yeah. <laughs> You can't get somewhere in 10 minutes like you used to be able to. No, absolutely not. Things I, you know, the things I wouldn't change, like I say, I, I like the cannabis program and I like the culture that we're, we're really healthy compared to other states. Mm -hmm. Frankly, we have extremely low smoking rates mm -hmm. here in Utah. That means my kids are less likely to, to grow up and, and learn how to smoke. <laughs> you know, those are, and those are some really good things. Yeah. My kids are less likely to get in some trouble. Um, than in other places, which I, which I like too. I think I'm just in the phase of life where I've got these, you know, my, my personal life revolves around my kids sure, and their education and what's happening with them. So other than work, you know, I'm really focused on that. How can listeners get in touch with, I guess you, or find out more about the program, just find out more about Utah Therapeutic, find out more about cannabis. 
I mean, let as we kind of wind this episode up a little bit, how can Absolutely. we? Absolutely. Same place, yeah. Utah Marijuana. Search Utah Marijuana on on uh, you know on Google. We'll come up first, and that's a good place to start. We've got that'll link you into the the YouTube channel, Discover Marijuana, on YouTube. You can certainly subscribe or listen to the podcast, Utah in the Weeds. Um, usually, I send people to the YouTube channel first because that has both the podcast episodes and the videos coming so, through on the same feed there. Yeah, coming That's through awesome. on the same feed. So then you can branch off if you want to, you know, listen to some patient stories on the podcast or listen to the history of the program there. Uh, you can listen to our old episodes there. There's tons of that stuff on there. Um yeah, go back then, to the early days of Utah in the weeds and you can hear you can hear Tim you can and hear, I yeah. going off there. Yeah. And and then finally I think um, you know, if you want, if you're interested and you're questioning medical cannabis and you really feel like you want 20 minutes of, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, just call our office through utahmarijuana.org and you can set up an appointment with me, no charge, you know, usually on Tuesday mornings. And that's what I'm here for. That's very kind of you, Tim. Very kind. Happy to do it. Well, Hey, you know what? I, I've, uh, I've enjoyed our chat today and, and, and getting you in here and, and sitting down and chatting. And, you know, it's been a while since we've talked. And, and, uh, so I kind of, you know, I was a little selfish and, and, and wanted to bring you through here for my own sake, just to, just to see you a little bit too, you know, super so, great to catch up with you, Chris. And, uh, anything else you want to add before we, uh, let you go here? I mean, anything you want to, I mean, I know we, you know, it's hard to talk about everything in an hour, you know? Sure. But, uh, I don't, I don't think so. Um, you know, really grateful to come back on the podcast and a uh, huge fan of I am Salt Lake as you get, get into 10 years here. I don't think there's a better podcast in Utah. Um, you know, even compared to Utah in the weeds, yeah. Utah in the weeds is what it is, 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 you know, a lot because of you. Too, yeah, so well, you know, and thank I appreciate you. I, I appreciate all your support with I Am Salt Lake, you know, with utahmarijuana.org support and, uh, you know, all the support you've just given yeah. all the way around. So thank you, Tim. So happy to do it. Awesome. All right, everybody, stay safe out there. <laughs> stay safe out there, guys. Mm -hmm.